International Airport was finished in 1995, there have been numerous conspiracy theories surrounding it. These are driven by the airport's sinister sculptures, infamous underground bunkers, swastika-shaped runways, okay, and even its murals that depict the New World Order takeover. It's coming. Jesse Ventura helped popularize these conspiracies in a 2012 episode of his TV show Conspiracy Theory. And dozens of media outlets from ABC News all the way to the Science Channel continue to report on them on an annual basis. However, Denver International Airport, or locally known as DIA for short, actually embraces the conspiracies and uses them towards its marketing advantage. Who wouldn't, right? Heath Montgomery, a senior public information officer at DIA, was quoted, quote, We have a CEO, Kim Day, who really embraces the conspiracy ideas. We decided a few years ago that rather than fight all of this and try to convince everybody that there's nothing really going on here, let's have some fun with it. Well, we're going to have some fun with it too because we are going to dive into all of those conspiracies right now. The DIA is 25 miles driving distance from downtown Denver and is approximately 33,531 acres. This, this place is huge. That's 52.4 square miles, everybody. It is the largest airport in North America by land and the second largest in the world. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Behind the King Fahd International Airport in Saudi Arabia. With over 35,000 employees, the airport is also the largest employer in Colorado. Not shocking. Replacing the former Stapleton International Airport, DIA, was finally completed in 1995 which was actually 16 months behind schedule. The total cost to build the airport was approximately $4.8 billion, but that was back in 1995. So today's equivalency, around $8.5 billion, which was nearly $2 billion over budget, which is $3.6 billion today. Supposedly, the original blueprint to the airport displayed five underground buildings. That's how they described it. Not... Not layers of underground, not uh, levels, but buildings, with the deepest floor being around 120 feet below the surface. I do have a picture of the original blueprints. Now, look at this. So this is the, uh, it says like five something something buildings. It's kind of hard to read. This is a terrible blueprint, right? You know, I could only imagine if you were a foreman and you received this, you're like, what the hell is this, Charlie? Get me something up to code. So you see like building one, two, three, four, five. Um, you have this one 60 feet deep. These three are about, uh, so four, four, five, and three here are 75 to 100 feet deep. But then you have number two here in the corner, which goes all the way to 120 feet deep. Wow. So I don't know. This is allegedly the blueprints, but I mean, this just looks like a somebody's note that they left on the kitchen table. You know what I mean? Like, uh, honey, pick me up a, a gallon of milk at the store. And then also you want to see my cool little drawing of the Denver airport. <laughs> Here's where I think it's going to go. Anyway, 
Uh, I found an article from the Denver Post that discusses some of these theories, okay? And it lists the theory, the history, and then it kind of describes the facts for each, okay? So this thing's no BS. Uh, so take it for as, as you will. Um, number one, it talks about the structure of the airport and the possibility of these underground bases, okay? Now the theory goes that hidden beneath the airport's underground baggage transport tunnels is a secret bunker or a series of bunkers designed to house billionaires and global political elite in the event of an apocalypse. Yes, that's right. Lizard people, a.k.a. reptoids and or evidence of aliens are also thought to be lurking down there. So the history. Contractors who originally worked on the airport, which went over budget and opened 16 months behind schedule, as we aforementioned, reportedly saw evidence of bunker entrances and unexplained tunnels. A multi-million dollar automated baggage system failed to work as designed, fueling the doubts behind or fueling the doubts about the intent and the scale of the construction. There was even an alien drawing. Okay, someone drew a picture of an alien gray type of figure on the walls. And you have reported blurry footage of lizard people being uh, put across the website. So there's conspiracy websites putting out these blurry photos, blurry pictures, blurry videos of uh, lizard people. I couldn't find any, by the way. So if you guys find any, let me know, because I will be doing a part two on Phil Schneider. Okay, Phil Schneider is something that we have to discuss that's coming in a part two of this. Uh, This says the facts, though. Roughly 1000 people work daily in the various levels underneath the airport ferrying luggage among ticket counters, planes, and baggage claim areas in a pair of 7,000-foot-long tunnels, 7,000 feet, you guys, that run alongside the airport's underground trains. So this this airport has underground trains, bro, which were not immediately ready to use upon the airport's opening. As seen during a tour of the tunnels provided by the Denver Post, All plumbing and electrical infrastructure appears to end at the underground area's lowest level. Hiding anything else under it would be an engineering feat on par with the channel that connects, that's the word channel, that connects England to France. So they're saying that that would be a feat to do. Um, Furthermore, over the years, little personnel or little personal touches have been made, Montgomery said, of the tunnels, pointing to the hand-drawn alien image. Um as well as decidedly non-alien themed graffiti like smiley faces. The automated baggage system was actually used in various capacities, mostly by United Airlines up until 2010. Now I found a video that says, I think it was shut down in 20 or 2008, maybe 2006. I don't know, but there's a little inconsistencies here that I'm noticing. Quote, there's a certain mystique to anything you can't see. Montgomery said of the four, 170,000 square feet of underground space. 470,000! Okay? That's a lot of space down there. The fact of the matter is, it would take me three days to show you everything down here. That's weird to say. Three days, huh? Three days of what? Finally, airport workers have been known to don lizard masks as pranks while the media are on tours including one caught by a camera on Fox, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I have a video here for you guys. I do want to play it. This is actually coming from 9 News or Fox 9 News. I don't know. It might be something other than Fox, but here we go. Let's check this out. Every day on their way to catch a plane at DIA, 
thousands of people walk over it. And they don't even know what's going on right underneath. Oh my god. Not, no, I have no idea. Here we go, people. Deep down in the trenches, out of sight and mind, there is an underground city. And just like all cities, there's a freeway system. Oh. In this case, full Look of bugs, this. carts, and sometimes chaos. <gasps> Maestro, cue the music. This is where the airlines move Look at this. luggage from plane to plane to baggage claim. And there's no time to waste. When they're offloaded, they go into the... They try to be funny here. Into the... When they're offloaded, they go into the dump belt. Everybody's yelling and screaming, where are my bags? Where That's some nice editing, folks. They do that to make you think that he's trying to talk while this machinery is all going, but and he's just like... Make him look like a dumbass. But, you know, he probably stopped. My bags and a lot of times, you know, or maybe he's a man. I don't know. Get stuck behind other airlines. But as you can see, the tunnels, this all of this system. Seven thousand foot tunnels under DIA. It is huge down here. More than a million square feet of space, and just over that. Okay, so he's saying more than a million square feet of space. We just said four hundred seven thousand. You know what I mean? But he's saying over a million. Okay. Wall. Well, that's the train that you take. It reminds you of an actual freeway system. There are all kinds of signs posted and speed limits to follow. DPD actually patrols down here and they actually give out speeding tickets. And just like driving the freeway, what? get lost? Well, sometimes you get really lost. Was he kidding? The police actually patrol that area and they hand out speeding tickets? What a way to get money. I would not put it past them, everybody. <laughs> You're going? You can literally be driving around in circles for hours. Went down, took a left instead of a right, then made another left, another right, and I'm over on the Seacon. The reason there are so many tugs and carts is because of this. Right here, the failed baggage system. Look at this. Look at that piece of shit. You may remember the airport tunnels as the home of the touted super-duper state-of-the-art automated baggage system. It was used when the airport opened, but never really worked very well. Great. And even though United used a form of it until 2008, it is abandoned now. See, 2008. A looming framework of neglected metal, tracks, belts, and hopes. I think it was stated for its time. Um, it, it simply cost too much to maintain, and it wasn't feasible to keep long term. And then there's this. A piece of graffiti by an airport worker. What? Or is it a sign of strange things that exist deep under the airport? It is. That's a sign that there's aliens down there. Who else could have drawn that? Come on, people. Is there a secret city down here? Well, there's certainly a city of people working, but it's not a secret. What about a military complex? No military complex. Never seen that. Have you ever seen him do psychological warfare testing? Never seen any testing like that. Like he's gonna admit it. You know, a lot of people think there's an alien base. You know, uh, people think that. I've never seen any little green men walking around. Under DIA, thousands of workers spend their day doing their best to get you and the planes in and out on time. It's a pretty amazing place. Okay, you guys get it, right? So just wanted to show you that footage of the actual airport. It, I, I think it's massive, massive, massive underground network. And if you have over a million square foot underground, yeah. It's no, it's no wonder that people are like, yeah, what are you going to do down there, dude? Trying to house some of these billionaires. You know, in that uh, Jesse Ventura episode, 
I did see a clip where he was interviewing somebody and they're like, yeah, it's it's theorized that these the people with money, the people with power, they're given tickets as a spot because, I mean, there's only so much space down there. Right. So you can you can't have the world go down there. So they have limited number of people that could go down there and they'll give you a ticket. And if you do anything bad, you speak out against them, you'd go against the grain, then you lose your ticket and you will not be saved during the apocalypse. Why can't they be out front about it? If everyone found out that there were safe quarters here and a comet was predicted to hit the earth in two weeks, you'd have very serious security problems. And there would be two, three million Coloradoans trying to get into the underground here and that there's not enough room. Also, I heard from people that one of the things that where they where they buy confidences of politicians and and people in the military is they're offering them seats here at Denver Airport. You get a seat to get into the mountains, and they're limited seats. And, and you think that's how the silence is held? Absolutely. Number two, we have this Freemasonic and occult symbolism throughout the airport. So the theory goes. The Freemasons, a century-old secret society, has controlled the airport ever since it opened. With ties to the New World Order, a group of global elites who wield power over international affairs. Oh boy! So the history. We have this dedication plaque at the airport's south entrance, dated back to 1994, March 19th. It contains a time capsule and bears the symbol of the Freemasons. Now, look at this. <clears throat> Denver International Airport, right? You know, it, it's uh, this is dedicated to the mayor, the governor, the secretary of transportation, all this stuff. Uh, but there's this big old Freemasonic sign right here. And you can see that it was uh, the capstone was laid by the most worshipful Prince Hall of Grand Lodge and blah, 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 blah. And the most worshipful Grand Lodge of blah, 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 blah. Has their names down here, the Grand Masters. But right here, New World Order Airport Commission. What the God's name is that? And that's a a legit thing. Like, it exists. Like, they they hold uh, documents, the house documents. You have your contributors down here. You have aeronautics, architects, uh, metals, all this stuff. But very strange. I mean, there's no doubt that this is a Freemasonic slab. And how much money did they donate towards the actual building of the airport? I don't know. Supposedly underneath this slab contains a time capsule to be opened in 2094. So approximately 100 years after it was put there. So very interesting, right? I I don't know if there's more Freemasonic stuff around the actual, uh, the airport as well. Um, But the facts, though, this article goes on to say that while the Freemasons are a legitimate, fraternal, and historically cloistered organization... With civic ties to airport dedication, uh, there is no evidence to suggest that they had a hand in ongoing planning and decision making at the civilian facility. Anti-Masonic conspiracies that date back more than a century were clearly dusted off and updated. Blah blah blah. Okay, it was talking about these strange markings that were seen all around. That's actually Navajo language and indigenous uh, languages of the indigenous people. And the characters that they they saw all around the airport. I think um, I think this article has some more down here. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. So like this one, 
Zit did guy. It's actually uh, Navajo inscription on the floor. Translate to the mountain that is white. Uh, this is another one. I don't even want to pronounce that. I can't. Something about nice ninnies. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, that zit dit guy, the, the mountain that is white. Theorists believe that this is a reference to Mount Blanc or the White Mountain in France where the Knights Templar signed their charter. And the Knights Templar, everybody knows that that is a heavy Freemasonic chapter there of history. However, the reference to the White Mountains is a reference to the sacred nature in which the Navajos hold the Rocky Mountains. It doesn't help the theorists uh, cause that the main terminal and the airport is actually built like the white peaks of the airport. Looks like the white peaks of the, the mountains. Um, you had that uh, the nice ninny one that means tallow river. So there's some theories there as well, but I don't know. I don't know why all this was uh, inscribed in the flooring throughout the airport. We also have Blucifer, okay? Now, speaking of weird, strange sculptures, Blucifer sits outside of the airport and stands at 32 feet, and it is a fiberglass blue Mustang with burning red eyes, right? And it was uh, nicknamed Blucifer by the locals, and it was created by Luis Jimenez, or Jimenez, uh, maybe I, I'm just... I'm butchering these last names. It starts with a J, but maybe it's a Y. <laughs> Jimenez, I don't know. Who died in 2006 after a part of the Mustang came loose while he was working on it and it severed an artery in his leg and he died. Bled to death. There are theories that Blucifer is now cursed because of this. Blucifer is also believed to represent the pale horse of the apocalypse. Okay, so when the apocalypse comes, the pale horse will be represented there. You have theories that the underground bases are there to protect people. It's somewhat of a Noah's Ark. Something back in the day when Barack Obama was actually at the Denver airport, people were saying, oh, is he is he there just in case something happens? He can go underground into these bases. Things just to think about. Um, in a side note, in 2010, a 26-foot sculpture of Anubis, the Egyptian god of the dead, was constructed at the airport to welcome the new King Tut exhibit at the Denver Art Museum. This created controversy, as you can imagine, as people did not want to associate death with the airports and airplanes. No shocking surprise there. We also have the gargoyles. DIA now has an interactive gargoyle. Did you guys know that? That confirms these conspiracies as you walk by it. Welcome to Illuminati headquarters. I mean, Denver International Airport. DIA has explained that the gargoyle was put in place to clear the air on all these conspiracies. You know, uh, the massive underground uh, compounds and whatnot. Uh, but proved to be wiser than we thought and is sharing more than we planned. Oh boy, so it's spilling the beans. The airport also announced the chatty gargoyle's arrival on Twitter where they played up the fun-loving side, and they strayed, uh, oh, they actually used the hashtag Illuminati. Look at this. So here's the tweet that the Denver airport put out. It has hashtag Illuminati. Notice that it was posted at 3 a.m. as well. Ooh, Blucifer. Here's the gargoyle. That's a little too close for comfort, lady. Oh, oh damn. Um... 
What, you've never seen a talking oh, damn. dog before? Welcome to Illuminati headquarters. I mean, Denver International Airport. This is awesome. Sir, are you stealing a desk? Hello? Do I know you? Sir, you have resting confused face. Did you have to buy an extra seat for your hat, sir? I'm a millennial. I've got to post it. I've got to snap face it and Twitter book it. Okay. So clearly that was somebody uh, behind the camera, behind the mic, trying to make fun. And, you know, I don't know if that thing is automated now or if they just have a full-time gig. A guy just, <laughs> they hire a comedian. That would be a, quite a job, though, huh? You get there and make fun of people all day. be hard not to slip up, though, say something you shouldn't have, you know. <laughs> Whoops. Especially in nowadays, the politically incorrect culture that we live in. Uh, there's also the swastika-shaped runways. The theory goes that it's a symbol of Nazism, or you have the fascism, and you know there's a number of sinister plots related to this airport built by Nazis, built by the Freemasons. What do you think? Is that a swastika? You know, I can kind of see it. You got down, down, and then you got from the side, down, and then to the right. I, I left. You know, it's it kind of. You kind of see it. There's photos online where people draw out the red over the, the, you know, I don't know. You know, you tell me, they, they said that they did this for wind, the rotating fan shape. So they call it a fan shape, not a swastika shape. It's a fan, okay, everybody? <laughs> Just keep that in mind the next time you see a, a swastika shape anything and they blame it on Trump or somebody. Just say, oh, no, that's a fan shape. It, uh, it allows for the optical takeoff into and against wind from different directions. Now, that makes sense, you know? But why do you have to have it as a swastika? Why not just go two go this way, two go that way? I don't know. However, it's still a thing. Now, this is the main meat and potatoes that I wanted to get in with y'all, is the apocalyptic New World Order artwork. Because I have a couple videos that I want to play a little bit later. But these are several large murals within the DIA. They were drawn by artist Tanguma. The meaning of Tanguma's murals is frequently divorced from the context of their creation, which tells a hopeful story of peace and environmental stewardship following times of war and pollution. Conspiracy theorists focus only on the grim imagery, but not the rainbow-laden resolution. Okay. Now, if we look at this, when we do look at this, I want you guys to pay attention to that because it is um, destroying of the old, coming in with the new. It is the uh, death and rebirth, the rising of the phoenix. You're rising out of the ashes. Something new is born. Now, it, it this just made me think of the Raelians, right? Straight up. You got the Nazi runway, you know, that uh, not the Nazi, but the swastika runway. The Raelians have the swastika inside of the Star of David. And... They need a embassy, and they need an embassy somewhere for this alien ship to land. Maybe that's at the Denver airport. I don't know. But um, you also, you know, they're they're talking about uh, who was it? Um, the leader, the French leader guy, who was like, "Yes, you have the the destruction of the world. Yes, so so uh, so painful. Yes, bloody. You know, it's just like birth. It's bloody painful. Yeah, but then you have a baby. This beautiful baby is born through the world. Look how beautiful, beautiful. Anyway, 
Nonetheless, I'm this has hints of new world religion, new world order, new world takeover all throughout it. Um, I do want to play these two videos. The first one analyzes the apocalyptic painting specifically at the Denver airport. And then it goes into the Charlotte Bank of America, the United Nations headquarters in New York, goes into like the uh, Georgia Guidestones and some other places too. But I specifically want to focus on the murals. Proof of a world government conspiracy is uncovered on our Seeing is Believing tour of five U.S. cities, starting with Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado is home to America's largest airport called the Denver New World Airport. The airport was built by Freemasons in 1995 and features a Freemasonic dedication capstone in the atrium. So now she says that the the building was uh, built by Freemasons. We don't know that. I don't know that. Maybe they were. I did not look up to see who the actual, um, the main architects, the main uh, builders, I guess, of this airport were. I don't know if they were Freemasons or not. Time capsule is buried underneath the stone to be opened in the year 2094. Mm -hmm. The New World Denver Airport has Swastika. a swastika-shaped runway. There it is. There is reportedly a deep underground military base beneath the airport with miles and miles of secret subterranean tunnels connected to a large... Okay, so see, they have the swastika much shorter, much smaller. Okay, I was going big with this thing. I was going like the, the mainframe here. But they're going small. Okay, I can I can see it a little bit. ...network of underground cities. As passengers drive up to the main airport terminal, they are greeted by a sinister-looking 32-foot-high fiberglass blue stallion Ooh. with veins popping out of its body and demonic eyes that glow bright red. Mm. Not exactly a calming influence for travelers who are all... Now, the, the reason why this thing has red eyes is that's made out of neon lights and supposedly the artist's dad w worked with neon lights and stuff so every people aren't buying it whatever pretty spooked about getting on a plane the sculpture is believed to symbolize the pale horse of the apocalypse mentioned in the bible whose name is death death the sculptor luis jimenez was killed by the horse when a chunk of the sculptor broke loose. Okay, so I completely butchered the artist's name. Jimenez. And came crashing down aye, aye. on him. <laughs> Locals call the horse Blucifer. Inside the airport, travelers hurry past grotesque gargoyles in suitcases that mm. leer down at them and morbid apocalyptic murals that line the airport walls at the main gate. Four panels of giant-sized wall murals in the baggage claim area tell a terrifying and prophetic story in pictures of how humanity's future is going to unfold. The first mural reveals a horrific Darth Vader-like figure wearing a Nazi general uniform and a gas mask. The gas mask indicates that the next war will use depopulating biological or chemical agents. Okay. What have we been seeing? Been seeing some biological labs being uh, uncovered. Were they planning for a biological attack? Something much larger than COVID? You know, just makes you think. The white dove that he is killing symbolizes peace. On the right are destroyed buildings reminiscent of the Twin Towers. Mm. 
The Nazi General Scimitar's sword has been swished through the air, leaving behind a rainbow chemtrail that poisons the air and ethnic population below it. On the left is an endless line of weeping women refugees holding dead babies. There is no trace whatsoever of violence to the dead children, who appear to have died from the deadly gas of the toxic rainbow. Or injection. Same. Why are there no men present? Presumably, they have all been killed. The Nazi general sim Now, and also, remember what she's saying, the toxic rainbow, okay? Keep that in mind, because there's going to be more rainbow colors here coming up. Matar's sword that destroys peace is a symbol used by the Shriners, who are Freemasons. There we go. Freemasonry is a fraternity within a fraternity. Outwardly, it is a friendly, charitable organization that conceals an inner brotherhood of the 33rd degree elect. Mm -hmm. The next airport mural shows a forest and a city in flames. The world's endangered animals and plants are extinct. Buffaloes, whales, leopards, elephants, and sea turtles. The sickly haze and leaping flames suggest a nuclear or biochemical devastation. Burning food plants? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out of there. Children are the only survivors, and they are weeping over three open caskets of an African girl on the left, a native girl in the center, and a white Judeo-Christian girl on the right. Hmm. They represent the death of the old black, red, and white root races to make way for the new world race. The dead white girl in the coffin holds a Bible and a yellow Juden star, which was used by the Nazis. So a little Bible, yellow star. Okay. To identify Jews. It symbolizes the death of Judeo-Christian beliefs. Hmm. Another so now that's another thing is the dead children. Maybe that's the dead religions. Okay, not just the Judeo-Christian belief, but you had the uh, the Indian Navajo, you had uh, the black little girl. So it's like the religions all over the world maybe will be dying and ushering in something new. Don't know. We'll see. What's this? What's this? A child holds a Mayan tablet depicting the end of the Mayan calendar the Mayan and the end tab. of the world as we know it. See? In the third mural, the apocalyptic war has ended. Children of all nations are joyfully giving up their nation's sovereignty to the blonde-haired, blue-eyed German boy at the center. They are all turning over their weapons wrapped in their country's national flag to the German boy. The Bavarian jacket leaves no doubt whatsoever that the blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy is German. He symbolizes the Bavarian Illuminati. Mm. With an iron fist, the German boy destroys the weapons of war symbolized by the Nazi general's sword. Now look at this. So the kid does have iron fists. His fists are made of iron. And he's coming down with a hammer. He's going to be destroying the sword. The German boy uses a hammer, which symbolizes the hammer and sickle of communism. In the foreground, the Nazi general is dead, with doves of peace perched on his corpse. Mm -hmm. The German boy symbolizes a world leader and savior who brings peace through communism to a devastated world. Or the Antichrist? I don't know. But look, here's that rainbow. The rainbow has returned, but it is much brighter and illuminated. 
and it's hopeful now. Instead of a, a rainbow of tear gas or whatever gas that's killing the babies, it's now a rainbow of hope. Hmm. In the fourth mural, the earth is restored, including the endangered species, the land and water. This future world is populated not by adults, but by parentless children. What happened to the adults? The children are in a dance line that is led by the Scottish boy who symbolizes Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Also on the far left is an African woman carrying a snake banner. Mm -hmm. The parentless children of the world are celebrating the New World religion as they gather around and touch the light of Lucifer who appears as a genetically engineered plant. A genetically engineered plant. She knows that just by looking at it. But I'm just saying, it, it makes sense. And it makes sense why they're all children, right? Because, I mean, if you're going to indoctrinate a population, you're going to indoctrinate the children. That's why they're trying to do it now. And where have all the adults gone? They've, they died because they don't believe in this. They don't believe the new religion. They're stuck in their old ways. They died with the past because they represent it. So what represents the new children, the new religion, everything's coming with this genetically engineered plant. It has rainbow colors, by the way. The plant is a floral version of the colorful bird known as the Quetzalcoatl or feathered serpent. It is symbolically inseparable from the morning star and Lucifer. Uh, Ryan Gable talked about Quetzalcoatl, Quetzalcoatl, whatever the hell it is, uh, on that episode. Go check that out. The main theme of the Denver New World Airport murals is an apocalypse with massive depopulation, extinction of species, the death of Judeo-Christian beliefs, and the birth of one world government, one world ruler, and one world religion. Hmm. What do you think, folks? Sure seems like that to me. But who knows? Could could just mean something else. Charlotte, North Carolina, where the headquarters of America's largest bank is located, the Bank <laughs> of America. Here, we find more eerie, bone-chilling paintings describing the apocalyptic story of humanity's future in pictures. Three prophetic frescoes are prominently displayed in the Bank of America's main lobby. Like the Denver murals, they tell a symbolic story which is understood by those in the know. Mm. In the first mural, the central figure is a blue-eyed, blonde-haired German boy wearing a Nazi overcoat, clicking his heels together and standing at attention on the checkerboard floor that is a classic symbol of Freemasonry. Now, the second video I'm going to play goes into this picture in heavy detail, and it's awesome. Who is he? He is the same boy found in the Denver airport mural, but he is older in this continuation mural. Now, I don't, I don't see that. The second fresco in the Bank of America's lobby is an apocalyptic concentration camp where resistors are incarcerated. In the background, industrial burning suggests a crematorium. The back and side wall are strung with barbed wire. Hazmat marines carrying rifles are seen in the crowd with their Nazi gold eagle and flags. Mm. Notice the person wearing the white hazard protection gear. 
The hazard protection gear symbolizes a pandemic, biochemical or nuclear warfare. What's going on here, people? I mean, this is in Charlotte. Still kind of has the same kind of vibe. Different than a gas mask general, but... I mean, sure looks like China, doesn't it? People on their white suits over in China. This is the same apocalyptic theme found in the Denver mural, in which the Nazi general is wearing a gas mask. Overhead, the elite are hovering and celebrating like gods, circling free and naked in their wealth and power. They are energized by the chaos below, where the world population is trapped in their net. Now look at this. So there actually is a net. Hmm. Could that be the internet? I don't know. All races and creeds are caught in the net of riots and protests, including a Catholic bishop, a nun, and a handcuffed man. The protest signs are blank, implying they have no voice. The street signs are also blank, implying there is nowhere to go. The last fresco has a mission accomplished theme. It illustrates the post-apocalyptic rebuilding era that creates order out of chaos. The red dragon in human form is etched into the hillside at the top of the fresco. He sleeps peacefully while the miners serve him. Okay. The prophetic murals that are featured in America's largest airport and America's largest bank express a new world order agenda that is hidden in plain sight the giant right. images on display so i'm going to um bring this forward because she talks about the un the un headquarters in new york second stop in new york city is the united nations headquarters which was built in 1945 and financed largely by john d rockefeller inside un headquarters is an ominous meditation room the custodian of the meditation room is Lucis Trust Company. At one time, the Lucis hmm. Trust was located at 666 United Nations Plaza and was formally named Lucifer Publishing Company. Okay. The Rockefeller-funded UN We got a black cube in here, everybody. 3 feet long and 18 feet wide. 18 feet is 6 plus 6 <gasps> plus 6. Oh boy. The small, dimly lit, windowless room was built in the shape of a pyramid that is laying on its side. At the center of the room is a four-foot-high, black, casket-shaped stone slab, which weighs 6.5 tons. The black it is cube. extremely magnetic and rests on a concrete pillar. The pillar descends beneath the floor into the bedrock and taps into the Earth's hyperdimensional energies to induce a state of altered consciousness. Oh boy. All right, here we go. Not far from the meditation room is the United Nations Security Council chamber. This is the emergency room of the UN, where the world leaders meet when there is a threat to peace. Mm -hmm. Notice the giant mural that towers over the Security Council room. The central focus of the UN mural is the phoenix bird that has risen. The phoenix bird is a symbol of Lucifer. Egyptians believe that the phoenix symbolized a god who rose to heaven in the form of a morning star like Lucifer after Rising his from fire the immolation of death and rebirth. Mm -hmm. 
Notice that the phoenix bird is not standing above his own ashes. He is standing above his old skin. Like a snake, he has shed his old skin and is revealing himself as God at the center of the mural. At the top left, there is a church steeple without a cross. The missing cross symbolizes the death of Christianity. New Below, religion? a woman receives the rays of the sun god while the man in front of her plays Pan's flute. Hmm. To their right are two pyramid symbols and people joined together by a long blue serpent-like cloth. Below the risen phoenix, a sword is driven through a dragon beast. This mm. represents the killing of old beliefs and religions that depicted Lucifer as a beast. The New World religion worships him as beautiful. Oh boy. Behind the phoenix, the ghostly figures of the walking dead are stepping into a void. They symbolize depopulation. This is at the UN, people. <laughs> On the right panel, the pale horse from the Book of Revelation is the bringer of death to humanity through weapons, hunger, and disease. The man is releasing him. The chained black man represents slavery, while the top panel of the mural shows a technologically advanced white race who control industry, art, and science. In this post-apocalyptic mural, the military man standing on the tail of the beast represents worldwide military power. He tips his helmet to the elite, who are climbing out from underground cities where they safely hid from the apocalypse. Or they're going down into the bunker. Hmm, don't know. In the main oval panel above the phoenix bird, a woman is holding flowers. She is the bride in a wedding ceremony. Who are these newlyweds that are kneeling submissively beneath the serpent in the overhead tree? Oh boy. Could the newlyweds symbolize William and Kate? Oh gosh, okay. The serpent in human form is tempting the little girl Eve who accepts the apple. On the right side of the top panel, a reptilian green creature with scaly skin is dancing with a naked woman while musicians entertain him. Oh boy. The general message of the UN's Phoenix Rising mural is that humanity is stepping into a new Luciferic reality. Beneath this disturbingly prophetic mural, world leaders make global decisions that affect the lives of nearly seven billion people. Very interesting, right, people? Okay. So you tell me. I don't know. I, you know, paintings, yes, they're open to interpretation. It's just, it is what the artist wants it to be. It is what people want it to be. You can see various different things there, right? So, but you can't uh, you can't deny that there, if she puts some trends there that looks uh, very suspicious. Okay, now... Um, the next video was from uh, Aeolus on Telegram sent me this. And this video actually goes into the depictions at the new or the um, Bank of America in greater detail. 
and this is this is fascinating to me okay which will be linked in the comments section i touched on the bank of america mural where i theorized that it contained hidden symbolism that was linked to in fact the denver airport the symbolism was that of the actual black sun as depicted in the mural which of course as history now states was a symbol of the inner ss stronghold and the ss themselves who were involved in large eugenics programs and mind control research the black sun is also seen all throughout ukraine the azov battalion but after connecting a few more dots, I indeed think that there's a bigger picture involved, with more symbolism within the famous apocalyptic murals depicted at Denver Airport and that of the murals depicted at the Bank of America. So stay tuned as the Outer Dark investigates 10 Bank of America breadcrumbs which lead us to the Denver Airport. Number 10. First mm. some context, because this is anything but simple, so we must start briefly with the Denver Airport airport itself before we get to the Bank of America murals in detail. But if you're already familiar with the Denver airport. So now down here it says, no, the Denver airport looks like a swastika. Okay. I know you guys can't read that because of the border here, but sorry. Conspiracy and the symbolism. Don't worry, because I'm going to be going over this really quickly. First, the Denver International Airport has been long standing within the conspiracy world as the secret hub of the New World Order in the event of an apocalypse. The idea of a secret bunker or mega bunker under the Denver Airport is not just led by threads of conspiracy, but in a lot of the ominous symbolism around the airport itself, such as the strange gargoyle rising from the suitcase symbolic as many researchers have stated of the deep state finally revealing itself they also know See? the apocalyptic horse out at the front of the airport with and i mean a, a gargoyle coming out of a suitcase representing the deep state revealing itself you could say that, but you never know. Even joking, glowing red eyes. They actually put glowing red eyes in the horse to be lit up. But there's a whole host of strange things about the airport. I mean, it went billions of dollars over budget. It's got a plaque in the front of it, which also states to be from an ominous New World Airport Commission that doesn't mm. actually exist. And a whole host yes, of other things. Too many to go into in this video. But the thing that makes the Denver airport so famous, at least in conspiracy theory, is in fact the ominous murals. Number nine, the Denver airport contains ominous murals, which when connected visually tell a narrative of what can only be described as some kind of mass chaotic event, a type of doomsday scenario. It depicts a giant man in a mask and a Nazi-esque uniform swinging a large giant sword that is killing the dove of peace. Another mural depicts a picture in which animals are for all intents and purposes look like they are being stored in glass cases. A number of researchers have stated that this looks like some kind of future arc scenario where the animals will be stored and then brought out of storage when the world is in a better state again. At this point there is a large period of rebirth as shown in this mural at which point we can see everyone around the world surrounding some kind of Native American person in headdress. On my first analysis I thought this was a Mayan and maybe it is because the Black Sun does relate to Mayan mythology. But now Boy. under a further analysis, I know that this relates in fact to the Hopi Indians themselves. Number eight. My reasoning behind this is several. First, there are certain phrases that are inscribed within the airport floor. And this phrase in particular translates into in fact 
white metal. But other links to Native Americans, indeed the Hopi themselves, come in a number of phrases. For instance, this phrase right here, which translates to read Tallow River, a place which, interesting enough, seems to be a clue to a place that currently has a large agricultural resource and a large water supply. So what does this all mean? And what other clues are that the Hopi are in fact at the core system of this apocalyptic event? At least mm -hmm. their prophecies, which they're widely known for. Well, it's the fact that the SWAT sticker, as I referred to earlier, in the bank of the American mural itself and used by the actual SS Nazis, perhaps from the same kind of mystical school, is in fact also used by the Hopi. In fact, it's a direct symbol of theirs that refers to an actual center of their mythology. And so check this out, everybody, because the swastika has been around for centuries, right? Or at least uh, hundreds of years, right? I don't know. But the thing is, is that it's, it's not the, the, the Nazis stole it, right? We all know that, that the, the Nazis took over this thing. Now, um, what's interesting is just taking this back to the Raelians. Now, think about the Raelians this entire time, okay? It's uh, very odd. You can see here. Now, in the actual picture you can see here, you can see how the SWAT stick is used to denote nothing less than a sun. And in the Hopi themselves, they have a long-standing prophecy which depicts a time when there's going to be three days of darkness that will shake the world. This event Wait, what? with an event which is called the purification, when the earth will be in fact cleansed, and a number of select individuals before the cleansing or an event to come so there's going to be a three days of darkness? This Hopi religion has prophesized this? Where the sun will be blackened out? And it sounds like there's going to be some sort of, um, you know, savior event or saving event. I don't know, but apocalyptic, right? a mass apocalypse will be taken up and get this by aliens into the sky. Since the Hopi Indians the themselves, aliens and people from other star systems are in fact a strong part of their actual mythology and lore. Raelians? Come on now. Number six. In fact, the Nazi SWAT sticker isn't a lone symbol within the Hopi. It directly relates throughout the Hopi traditions. It stands for a number of things. And also, it directly relates back to the airport of Denver and the Black Sun. It's the same iconography. Whoever took it or adapted it, no doubt took it from something far, far more ancient. It's worth noting that although the SS used this symbol, they in no way invented it. They probably came across it somewhere else. From some kind of thread of mysticism, some obscure school, perhaps associated with this kind of mystic path or field of interest and knowledge into the Hopi, or maybe something far older. There's no doubt the connection between the black sun symbolism, the Denver airport here, and the actual symbolism within the Bank of American mural. Number five. So let's summarize. The Denver airport predicts or foretells a cataclysmic event as predicted by the Hopi. The Hopi uses the same symbol as the SWAT sticker, which is depicted by the SS and a number of mystic schools, and in fact is inlaid into the Denver airport itself, as you can see here. So here we have a strange set of iconography, the black sun, that is, the SWAT sticker, and the fact that it seems to be interconnected with all of these systems, at least the same type of... 
So now it says right here, uh, the castle was the meeting place of the highest members of the SS, and Himmler considered it to be the Axis Mundi, center of the world, for their ideology. Now, the Axis Mundi, I think, is also like a portal. I think it's been uh, described as a portal either to the underworld or to another world, but it is it is a portal to another area. I've, I've heard that, that it was described like that. Interpretation of some kind of meaning. Number four, this is a Bank of America mural in full. You can see it takes up three panels, but just for the sake of context, I want you to have a look at the last panel. That is the panel with the boy in it and the strange sun above it. That's right, the black sun. We will come back to the rest of the panels a bit later and go into all three in depth. All right, I'm going to remove the, uh, the border here so that way you can see the whole picture. Okay, and I might have to take my camera off too throughout this. Yeah, but first I want you to have a look at this panel and look to the far left of it. You will see indeed half a heart. And this is our first clue to... So you see this? I never saw this. There's a half of a heart right here. See the outline? Half of a heart. Now watch what this clever man does. ...symbolism below the surface symbolism. Since this heart only becomes a whole heart if the picture is indeed mirrored, as you can see here. But so what he mirrors it. say, what does the heart reference? Look at that. Now it's a whole heart. This is brilliant. I've and never seen this. Okay, now look at what this represents. You got a, a orb over here, orb over here. Oh, that's a sun, that's a moon. I don't know. Watch. Just not a coincidence. Well, because this heart references something from Masonic iconography, as you can see here. In fact, you can see perhaps. Now look at this. I'm going to remove my camera. And he's saying that this this Masonic iconography here, where you have the world or the moon and the sun, the sun and the moon over here. You have the two pillars. You have the heart in the middle, the checkerboard. Right. So check it out. Everything's like kind of making sense here that this might just be a Freemasonic type of thing that if you double it up and you mirror it, you know, we've always been told to think mirror, think projection. Very interesting things. Very interesting. The entire relationship between the Masonic iconography and that of the picture itself, now it's mirrored. You can see the fact that there's a checkered floor, that there's two, in fact, celestial objects in the sky, and there's Jacob's ladder to the left, except now it's a staircase. But I have to point out, this is not the same as classical Masonic iconography at all, since in classical Masonic iconography, the floor that's checkered is never red and white. It is is always black and white as a number of things i mean there's also two black suns in the sky this just doesn't occur it says look the the burning bushes look like two comets these burning bushes masonic here. traditions so although this probably has roots in freemasonry maybe dating back a long time it's not really freemasonry it's something that has maybe the same mystic schools as freemasonry is derived from but it is something that's completely different in a number of aspects but for now, let's go on to number three. First, let's look at the first picture in the sequence. This is what I believe depicts the precursor to the events shown and indeed the Denver airport. You see a massive sleeping giant in the hill. This could refer to the giant man as pictured in the Denver murals. So now check this out, the big giant man. Oh boy. 
with the sword. The same giant man that's wearing the gas mask and indeed is striking down the dove of peace. But for mm. now, note the Don't workers who have shovels underground, as I think that's important, and the fact that they are working on a cave system, or what you could call under the circumstances. I so check this out. I'm going to remove my picture again here. Um, the spade. Special Operations Command. United States Marine Corps Forces. So they all have spade shovels, but you you have a pickaxe over there too, you know? I don't know. He's just making some sense here. Maybe it's the military that takes over. I think with references to the rebuilds. In fact, a bunker. But what happens to this mirror when it is mirrored and placed beside each other? Well, this shows up. Note that now the hidden order is revealed. The hills make up a perfect pyramid with the eye of the sleeping giant making up the very eye of providence. Okay, so now first thing you can note is that he did not completely mirror this correctly. Am I right? I mean, look at this. The eye, he made it so that way it just had one eye. And he's saying, oh, the eye is at the top of the pyramid, but you didn't mirror it correctly, bro. <laughs> I mean, where's the E over on this side? You could clearly tell he scooted this picture over to the left a little bit. So just keep that in mind. The eye at the top of the Masonic pyramid. And remember, this is not a mistake. Remember the half a heart as shown in the mural prior, and the fact that it only becomes complete within Masonic iconography when indeed it is mirrored. Number two, now look at the next mural, the event which I believe comes after the large building of the bunker. This is a strange burning sun full of people in the sky. This is of course could be depicted as the black sun itself, the arrival of some kind of doomsday force. I think this is the first clue that we've got that the black sun is actually an event. You can see how everyone is afraid and going crazy because there's some kind of super horrific event taking place around the world. Either the return of something or as the Hopi predicted, the day of purification. For three days. The day of purification. At which only the chosen would survive. But what happens when this is mirrored, you ask? Well, this happens. Again, we see a perfect pyramid. Note this time, the pyramid is hidden in the netting itself. And above, we can see that burning women are in fact become a type of eye above the pyramid once again. Is this the true face of the black sun that is... Okay, so I think he's saying like this part is the eye... You know, you got the two celestial figures again. You got the pyramid and made out of the net. Returning? Well, you guys will have to decide for yourselves. But it seems very strange to me. All the iconography seems to match up with the pyramid and the eye and displays an event of a cataclysmic disaster. Number one. So this brings us to the last mural. The mural, which notes two black suns in the sky. As we so, mirrored. Look at this as well. What I noticed is uh, the placement of this square goes straight through this kid's heart. Uh, it's not directly in the center of his face. It goes a little bit uh, to the left of his nose, right down through the heart. And it actually goes through the heart, creating half a heart. I don't know. Pretty cool imagery. And the checkered floor. This could be the event actually now having come to pass. In fact, I think is the event coming to pass. Note that gone from the land are any people, apart from the strange boy with the blonde hair. You have only small instances of people, a man behind at a burning bush, and some kind of woman in some kind of glass case being sucked up into the black sun. At least it looks like, although that could be interpreted a number of different ways. 
It is also worth noting that indeed underneath the ground you see a bunch of people in suits deciding as if they don't know what to do. This in itself could reference the underground state itself or deep state that are looking up and wondering what they can do now. Do they stay below or do they try to return? Or the people in the underground bunkers. Come on now. And it's worth noting that they all seem to be pointing at the child in the frame. That is almost the next stage of human that exists in the new world that's created after the purification. This is really ominous for a number of reasons. Since within the conspiracy world, there are what I call ultra conspiracies, which are depicted within the research. So now this says, note the relationship between the heart and the red banners. Um, a possible reference to a bloodline or a blood type. So if you can see, you know, this the the box doesn't go directly right in the center of this child's face. It goes over to the left a little bit, right where the heart would be. So it goes right through the center of the heart there. Of what is known as alien abduction research. But you can decide for yourselves whether it's aliens or indeed the government's mind control or eugenics programs, or you can decide whether it's both. But in looking deep into the patients, it's worth noting that someone called Dr. David Jacobs, a former professor at Templeton University, found that those who said they were abducted by aliens had a very strange memory implanted, a type of screen memory. In this screen memory, Dr. David Jacobs found that all the abductees were implanted with a hidden ulterior motives, that is to take place at a certain time. When the time came, the abductees were programmed to suddenly walk out on the street and tell everyone screaming that everything was going to be alright. Everything was going to be fine. Take a look. Then people began to be much more specific about what they would be doing in the future. And a lot of what they were doing was crowd control standing on a sidewalk saying move along move along it'll be okay don't worry everything is all right just keep moving move in this direction move that way and i had a whole bunch of tell me people telling me that this that this is what they're going to be doing and i talked to a person who has a phd in english telling me well that's what she's going to be doing she's going to be standing on a corner directing people and i'm talking to a person who is a a junior high school middle school dropout telling me the same exact story. Well, they'll be standing directly, but they don't know particularly where, why, but they have to, this is what they know that they'll be doing. Plus a whole variety of other things. Those are just two, an example. Okay. So is this the picture of what's going to happen? That the earth is going to be cleaned and only those with the right, perhaps, DNA will inherit it? The there it is. The Raelians. No, doesn't that look like the Elon Musk something would wear that? I don't know. I don't know, but it is all fascinating because uh, this ends with the alien topic. And that is what the next, uh, the part two will be about because Phil Schneider claims that there's an alien agenda. The underground bunkers are there storing uh, the aliens. <laughs> so we'll see because he, he uh, has a fascinating story. I watched one video. I'm looking at another video as well. And yes, there's there's some information there that I don't know if it's true or not. He provides some some metals and some rock that he brings in to this. Uh, I don't know, I guess just an interview slash uh, presentation. But it's very, very interesting. And the guy was killed. Uh, he died. So um, a year after he came out. So we will be looking at Phil Schneider next, but this is a fascinating topic, the Denver airports, everybody. 
very, very large area for a lot of people to go. Not everybody, but a lot of people can fit down there during an apocalypse. Now, I don't know. I hadn't seen anything else about um, refrigeration, food, water, all this stuff, that the necessities to live. You know, you, you need that down there as well. So who knows? Maybe that exists down in the five building levels that are down there. So... Oh boy, the things that you think about at night, the things that keep you awake at night too. So yeah, everybody, uh, if you like this episode, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. If you have any other information, send it my way and I can include that in the second episode. All right. And until next time, everybody, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Sign off.